The following show contains graphic content not suitable for children, as these perverts always seem to have their proverbial dicks whipped out and waving around. Enjoy the fucking show. Dreams. Somewhere out in the space out back of my mind. Can you play me? When all the things I see became to me space out back. Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. One, two, one, two, three, four. It's one of my favorite ever from that band. That was a nice little groovy tune by KK and his Weathered Underground. Good band. I love the muted trumpet sound. It's just so cool to me. Yeah, it's nice. Okay, everybody in America, <laughs> make sure to show love to your fellow police officers by giving them the middle finger. That's right. On January 4th, the federal court affirmed that it is not a valid excuse to pull over someone for suspicion. So you can give the cops the bird. That's right. Enjoy. You're welcome. Okay, and apparently I'm the only one that's going to be talking because they're fucking jacking off with each other. No, I was, no, just, I was reading the story. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Change the story now. You guys were having your little circle jerk. It's no, okay. I was actually showing. I understand. It only takes five seconds. I get it. No, I was showing Jealous. Sir Boggs that I actually <laughs> had that same story right here. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny myself. I saw that and I was like. Yeah, I saw it, and I'm like, well, two things came across. At first, I was like, hell yeah, and then the other one was like, you know what? They're going to pull you over anyway and just say some shit. Just say, oh, he looks suspicious. (laughs) Yeah, that was a pretty solid one. Or break your headlight and be like, oh, he had a broken headlight. (laughs) I like that the dude uh, saw the cop doing the gunning, trying to catch somebody, and he gave him the finger. And so the cops pulled him over and basically just arrested him for what disorderly conduct? Yeah, otherwise. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so they took it to court to fight it, and uh, the jury came back, or and they actually said um, that you know they they couldn't do that. That wasn't a necessary grounds for yep. them to establish po- probable cause. And uh, they, the Second Circuit ruled uh, the ancient gesture of insult is not a basis for reasonable suspicion. Of a traffic violation or impending criminal activity. <laughs> That's the exact terminology. Yeah. That's funny to me. <laughs> so, when so, you want to give them the bird, guess what? You can. Yep. Go ahead and greet them. <laughs> greet them with the finger. Show them some love. <laughs> All right. Poor police officers. <laughs> what ifs? <sighs> okay, since I pretty much stole your free fur, do you have anything else for us? No, I got some. I got just a couple <laughs> little things. I got one thing that's pretty interesting, I think. Um, but I'll save that one. I'll do this quick hit first. Um, the new Congress just got sworn in this week, and there's a couple firsts on it. They had um, uh, more, let's see, new class got in, 90 new lawmakers, uh, including uh, more women than they've ever had previously. Uh, they actually have open lesbian gay members, uh, more Asian Americans and Latino, like records, numbers of them. Um, they have a Republican... Senator uh, Tim Scott, a black guy out of South Carolina, he's the first black senator from a southern state since Blanche Bruce of Mississippi back in 1881. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? No, and he's the first Republican black senator since 1970. The only caveat with him is he um, actually wasn't elected. He was appointed because their senator, Jim DeMint, actually left, so the governor uh, you know, appointed him yeah. into it. So he wasn't you know, officially elected, but still... Um, and then here in Texas, we had uh, Ted Cruz get elected center. 
amazingly enough, he's our first Latino senator from the state of Texas. Also Republican? Yeah. Considering um, how many Latinos we have in the state of Texas. <laughs> I know. Well, it's, I was going to say, it's a sign of things to come. Hopefully there'll be liberals, not more conservatives. But, uh, of course, we brought this up in the past, right after the election. Tammy Baldwin, first openly gay senator. Um, Representative Maisie Hirono of Hawaii, first Asian-American woman to serve in the Senate. And she's also the first Buddhist to serve. Hmm. So, And then we also, I think I brought this up before, uh, Kristen Cinema, she's a house rep out of Arizona, first openly bisexual woman to serve. So that's a fucking. I'm under the impression that all women are bisexual. They just don't want to admit it. That's true. I think they are too. <laughs> At least they are during their college years. They may, you know, get Kristen's shaking her head. Not true. Saying absolutely not. True. not. I don't know. You know, Kristen did some stuff when she was going to school at Massachusetts. I got some women that I can introduce you to that might might make you change your, your mind there. I don't think so. I do. That's it. It's on. We're hanging out. I'm getting all my all those friends together, and you're gonna hang out with us. We'll see what happens. No. Mm. See, you, you don't just, you don't even want to tread the line, like even find out. Did your voice just crack, dude? Yeah, it did. It probably yeah. did. Mine does it every once in a while. Well, I, I blame the out. mics. I'm kind of stuffed yeah, up. So, that's what it is. Eric's sick. That means we have to take over, Mike. I was sick. I'm just whatever up. sick ass. Oh, shit. Jesus. I'm going to have to carry the load again. Here we, <laughs> here we go again. God damn it. Oh, oh hell. Do you, do you have anything for the free for bogs before I take over the whole segment? Because I've only got really one more story, and I've got my uh, dick of the week. Uh-oh. Um, Thinking hard. No, not really. It's just a matter of uh, <laughs> the topic was... I, I, went to, I went and saw Django this week, so... Okay. All right, so we'll so you're yeah, just ready. It's such a great segue into our topic today that I want to save that one. <laughs> so, Kristen, do you have anything? <laughs> We're going to get us? the movie review from a new movie. Anything interesting happened to you? Um, no, but just in case anybody's curious, I'm halfway through my vegan challenge. Okay. Mm. None of us are curious. Moving on. Go how's, ahead. That, how's that going for you? <laughs> it's it's going very well. Do you feel uh, better? I feel healthier. Healthier. Every day. Mm, you look yeah. healthier. I know that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I do want to say this. We we're making fun of Boggs because as soon as I walked in over, he had his guitar out because we had a comment this week that we needed uh, more guitar. And also on that comment, I want to point out that we had a um, request for more Kristen. Uh, yeah, someone, we did. So someone's smoking fucking crack. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think they just said that her voice was hot, right? Yeah. That was it. So, Or she sounded hot. Yeah, she sounded hot. And that was coming from a woman, so we might be yeah. able to... There's another... You said you know some women? About, yeah. There we go. Um, I, I had this story. This is kind of an underground story. It's, I think it's pretty interesting. It's real long. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I just want to hit on the points of it. But there's a, back in August in a place called Steubenville, Ohio, which I guess is kind of a smaller town. Um, I've heard of that town. I don't know why. I know. I, for some reason, I think it was in a story that we talked about before or something. But... Um, in Steubenville, it's one of these podunk towns, kind of like most of these Texas towns where, like, high school football rules and everything. And they had an incident where a 15-year-old girl was gang-raped. And what happened was she was dating one of the football players, and they broke up. And I guess he held a grudge against her, and he wanted to get even. So him and some of his buddies got together, and they devised this plan where one of them uh, basically started flirting with her, acting interested, talked her into going out with him. And so they were supposed to go to this party. And I guess what they did was they drugged her. They gave her a roofie colada and they took her to, I guess there are several parties. They went back and forth and a couple of them actually were, took place at 
um, assistant coaches' homes, which is really yeah, it, very odd. Kind of scandalous. Well, this shit happened. This shit happened in um, August, and like I said, it was kind of underground because there wasn't a whole lot going on as far as with the the police and everything. We're kind of putting it, but all this stuff started breaking because like some kids started talking. And it started leaking. So there's, have you guys, you've heard of Anonymous, right? Like that yes. hacking thing? Yeah. Well, they've the gotten. The hacktivist. The hacktivist. And they've gotten involved here in the last couple of weeks. And um, they went in and they broke into all these computers of all these kids that were supposedly involved, uh, their phones, everything. And they've got video of shit going on, pictures. I mean, all this stuff's come out. And so now it's kind of blown up in. There's a big investigation. They're trying to get the attorney general in the state to look into it because, like, the sheriff of that town, like, he's in big with the coach and everything. And I guess after this event happened, before when it started leaking that the cops are going to come after these kids, the coach told them to delete all the stuff, to all shut the hell up, basically, just to yeah. lie for each other. <clears throat> and then, like I said, the sheriff and them are buddies. And then the prosecutor in the town's this woman. Her name's Jane Hanlon, and she's actually the mother of one of the kids that's supposedly part of this crew that did this. And I guess it was pretty vicious. I mean, they, they raped her. at the, A couple of the boys raped her. They took her over to another house. I mean, she was totally unconscious. I mean, they were carrying around, and they actually got pictures, the anonymous dead, and, um, of it. And, I mean, it's, it's a big thing. And I haven't seen it in the major news yet, but I think it's going to probably blow up into a pretty big story. But it looks like a totally made-for-TV type scandal. I mean, it's incredible. And if you go to... Um, it's, uh, let me look here, liveleaks.blogs, um, or localleaks.blogs. There is the whole story on it, and there's pictures. I mean, they're, they're blurred and everything. You're not going to see anything, you know, insane, but it's a hell of a story, and I'd def- definitely say check it out. I mean, it's something that's definitely going to be like a movie of the week. It's really scandalous. I mean, it's, like, it shows you how, like, small-town politics work. You know, these sheriffs, all these coaches, everybody are just involved with each other and just doing everything they can to cover the story up, and it's... It's really ridiculous. I mean, the shit that's gone on there. I thought they were all good old boys, and they were all like nice and Christian in the small towns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. isn't that the well consensus there? Yeah, I'm sure they are. You know, on Sunday, not the rest of the week. But I don't know. Certainly there's a not Saturday night. There's Fuck. a petition going around now, like I said, to try and get the Attorney General of Ohio to step in and do something. I'll try and find it. Maybe I'll throw it up. It's like I said, it's pretty scandalous. Definitely go check down the site. And then um, I know they're ready to get into the topic. I just want, uh, last thing, my dick of the week. And this was an easy one this week. I picked uh, the Speaker of the House, John Boehner, because this past week, when they were finishing up the uh, legislative, um, their, their nonsense before the end of this Congress, um, of course, the fiscal cliff deal was going on. He had made a deal with Obama a couple of weeks back that could have avoided this, and then he shit on that and then totally dumped it. And he caused all this turmoil that we've had to put up with the fiscal cliff talk for the last few weeks. And then this week also, they have a thing that they put up every year. They reauthorize this thing called the Women Against Violence Act. And it's been in place since 94. Basically, it's like funding and stuff for women. They get help when they've been through domestic disputes and all, all these different tra- tragedies and stuff. And it, it's just stuff to help them kind of get going back on their feet and everything. And him and the Republicans shot that down and kept that from going for a vote, so they let that run out. And like I said, it's been in place since 94. And also, they are supposed to have voted on uh, the Sandy relief for Hurricane Sandy. They haven't done that yet. They passed it in the Senate a couple weeks ago. How long ago was that? Well, that was about a little over two months now. Yeah. uh, Right before the election. So, 
But, I mean, the Senate didn't get around to it until just a couple weeks ago. And this has been sitting there. And the governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, who's a Republican, also came out and, you know, basically said this was – he was totally ashamed of his party and, you know, how he kept trying to contact John Boehner and he wouldn't return his calls and do anything. And there was yeah. a couple other um, other representatives that went on the House. There's one guy, Peter King, he's a Republican for – New York, and he is ultra conservative. He came out and basically said that this he was so fed up with Boehner and some of the things that are going on that he would he was almost considering leaving the party. Yeah. So, and Boehner just showed his ass all through the week. He yelled and cussed at a couple of the representatives that tried to talk to him about it. And then even during the fiscal cliff thing, he told Harry Reid, the Senate Majority Leader, to go fuck himself and <laughs> went back and bragged to his caucus about it. So he had a Boehner week, old John Boehner. So he gets Dick of the Week. Yay! <laughs> yes. So what a great upstanding Republican man, yeah. not relieving the people who got shit on by a giant storm. Well, but it was, think about it, it was only New York, New Jersey, like those states, they're all liberal states, they're not going to vote Republican, so we don't want to give, <laughs> we don't need to help them out. Oh, another funny note to that. Dwindle their numbers a little bit? They ended up, yeah, they ended up, did voting on it, I think, yesterday, and there was like, every, all Democrats voted for it in the House, and there was like 60 eight or so Republicans. I'm probably a little bit off on the number, but the whole delegation from Kansas voted against it, which I thought's funny since they're constantly having t- tornadoes and getting money for that. Right. <laughs> so every, every one of the Republicans from Kansas voted against it. So yeah, a little be, bit of hypocrisy there. Be sure to go to Kansas just a and touch. throw shit at their state house. Like actual shit? Yeah, like why not? Just big wads of poop? Yeah, let's revert back to monkeys. Just throw our feces. Uh, we pretty much are anyway. Well, the show is, that's for sure. Nah, this, sh- <sighs> this show's solid. <laughs> solid always, like the rock. At, the, at the very least, we can always blame Kristen. She is our quote-unquote producer, so she lets this <laughs> shit happen. That's true. <laughs> why, why aren't you cutting this one off? Day, one day we'll look yeah. at our ratings and be like, all right, we're going to fire Kristen. We're on a big rant about some <laughs> random nonsense. She can cut our mic, but she doesn't. <laughs> nope. All right, did you nope. want to go into your Django? Yeah, so I watched thing. Django this week. <clears throat> Which is a great segue into racism because, good God. Uh, I think the, the one thing I took away from it the most was that it was said in 1858. Because, <laughs> like, every every other word out of their mouth was, like, just, you know, is, is the N-word. You can say it. Just say I it. I can't say it. I can't. I won't. No, you need to because that's part of the problem that we have in this country is, is stupid shit like that where we let language kind of take over. Well, it was a bunch of like... You know, I, I saw something on that, and I thought they said that in a little over a two-and-a-half-hour movie. They said the word nigger like a hundred-plus times. Yes. That is well, it's, pushing uh, like, the boundaries, isn't the, it? The entire uh, the entire flick is, you know, it's about uh, him getting his wife back, so he's trying to pretend that he's like a like a, like a a fighter. Um, not a reviewer. Damn it, what am I trying to... Like a scout. And he's like, the whole guise to his plan is he's going to go scout uh, this guy's fighters because they... You know, they did those little mongrel fighting where they had, you know, it's basically like a gladiator yeah. type sport in your house. So they'd just be like, all right, cool, we'll just go around and, like, you know, do that kind of stuff. So the whole guise to that is he's going to try to buy one of his fighters, and in the midst of that, buy his wife. And he's got, like, a German uh, assistant. He's not even an assistant. He's like a mentor that he goes with to do this whole gig for. But uh, And kudos to Leonardo DiCaprio for being as much of a dick as he is in that movie because he plays that part so freaking well. But, uh, God, I, I like, I'm like sitting in between like two different black parties and I'm like really uncomfortable in this movie, but, uh, Django does shoot a lot of white people. So it was all cool. <laughs> he got even. <laughs> and it's Tarantino. So it's like, it's very, very gory violence and such. But I did want to point out that, uh, one of the things I think we have an issue in our medium 
in terms of these types of movies is everyone seems to have this idea and this ideology that we follow where the ends justify the means. And since this group doesn't apparently like, you know, like white people don't like black people in this movie, it's okay to shoot them. And uh, the other movie I think I've brought up, I don't know if I've ever brought it up on the air now, but I know I've told Eric this, is like the new movie Gangster Squad, how they have that same type of, you know... Uh, vigilantism. Vigilante type appeal to them, where they're like, oh yeah, I mean, they're, they're taking the law in their own hands, and they're, they're doing really great things. Well, not really, because the ends don't justify your means, and your means don't make you any better than the people you're trying to stop. So... I don't really like the, the idea that we're slingshotting people, and I think we've definitely pushed black people a little hard. We'll talk about that for the topic, you know, when we get to racism, because of just, you know, 1970s on, basically. But um, I think that the reverse side to that is also just as bad. It just shows, you know, how not developed we really are. Yeah. Cool story, bro. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Haven't got that in a while. <laughs> so would you recommend it then? What, Django? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, I love Tarantino. It's really a, it's a great movie. It's just that one aspect of it is something I don't... And he's not the only director that does that, but the over-sensationalism of violence is... It's not like I, I don't like violent movies. I, I'm a proponent. I've told Eric this too. To go and, you know, listeners, go read the uh, Stephen King essay called Why We Crave Horror Movies because it explains, I think it's a really good description of what human beings do and why we watch all these types of movies. But I do want to point out that just because you like sensational violence like that doesn't mean you need to think that's something that we should be accepting in society because violence is not okay. Agreed. Yeah, it has its place. Sometimes you get a whooping ass or two. Well, push people hard enough, they're going to fight back. I mean. Here we go. Here we go, yes. yes. Michael, I'm going to sing you a song about this real quick on this free for. Oh, yes. And it's called You're an Asshole. No, you're not Are talking you're... to me. I know that. Michael, you're an asshole. That's the whole song. Yep, good. You're just an asshole. Good. All right, that's worst fucking song day. ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's I don't all know, you dude. There have been worse songs than that. Go listen to country. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Okay, so uh, Eric, you got anything to start the topic with, or should I? Uh, no, I mean, I guess I can start the topic. I think I I already talked to Boggs about this earlier, but uh, this is kind of an easy topic. Because uh, obviously racism is still prevalent in our society. And oh no, man! After Obama got elected, we're a post-racial society now. Didn't you yeah. get the memo? Yeah, right. Sure, right. That's why all these uh, white, dumb, redneck motherfuckers around here were. I'm not gonna vote for Obama. Why not? Because I don't like him. Well, why not? Because he's taking away our money and stuff. Oh, okay. Can you prove that? I just don't like him. Why are you asking me all these questions? Because they just don't want to admit that they're racist. On a side note, I did see something that was kind of funny the other day. Uh, I saw a hybrid Civic with a Romney Ryan sticker on it. And I thought to myself, okay, so you bought the car for one or two reasons. Either you wanted to uh, lower your carbon footprint, which obviously Republicans don't do at all, and they're up the energy company's asses and don't really give a shit about the environment at all and do everything to impede the EPA and Clean Air Act and Clean Water Act and all that stuff. Or you're trying to save money, which Republicans don't help you do either. <laughs> That's why they need so it. I was like, wait, that doesn't even make sense. Like, 
why are you buying a hybrid, but you want to vote for these Republican assholes that are not going to even have the same ideas that you do? Like, they, they hate that shit. They don't like it at all. And this is another thing that I was telling Box that even if they have the stance that they are going to lower taxes and all that other stuff, the, the backhand of that also is that they also are very, um, very anti-government. So they don't want services that are provided for people that help them with their financial situation. So it doesn't matter if your taxes get cut and you're not spending as much to the federal government. If you are, use those services and they get cut, you're going to have to spend that money anyway. So, and even Box said, you know, would you have like double the taxes that you have now to have free health care, uh, lower uh, tuition to, to or free higher college, education, or, or free, free college. For public tuition. universities, but, yeah. Absolutely. I would, I would love to pay more taxes if that meant that I could have, because those are really big, big chunks of income, and those cost a lot of fucking money. Everybody who's ever gone to the doctor out of insurance knows it costs a pretty penny, even for something really stupid and mundane. Uh, and then pff, fucking college. <laughs> Shit, let's not even talk about that. That's just ridiculous, especially if it's out-of-state tuition. Fuck, you're or screwed. Or if you have more than one child, that's the other big thing. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of families are in a situation where it's like, oh, I could pay for one, and then you have the second child, and you're like, hmm, I'm not really sure about the second one. But anyway, back or to your topic. You're my, you're my, <laughs> brother. my brother has five children. Before we get in, there's one thing I wanted to say. Yep, yep. Um, no, it's, it's on topic. Um, just before we start on the racism and stuff, because I don't want to just make this all about, you know, um, like blacks. I mean, you gotta remember this is goes, no, I'm not. uh, Yeah. Hispanics. Because a lot of times you start talking about racism and only goes black, white. So I just want to make sure that, and then also I just want to bring up the, um, this fun fact, I think most people probably have a little bit of an idea of this, but I mean, like the whole racism thing is more of a—it's a modern concept. Is back in the ancient, like uh, Greeks, Romans, back in those days, Egyptians—they um, didn't actually break down into racial categories. Usually, they broke into um, like classes. You know, you had your lower classes, no class, not. But it wasn't in a totally financial realm the way it is today. I mean, they had sex classes based on you know language, religion, stuff like that. So that's kind of what it started from. Um, the whole racism thing is more of a modern set. And I found something. I, I'll look it up here in a minute. I got it wrote down where, like, the first time the term, like, race was actually used to break up um, people and classifications was, like, uh, as a writer that wrote um, kind of like a short story, and he used it, and it was, like, in 1860-something. Like I said, I'll, I'll verify that. But So, I mean, it's it, the whole race racism thing is kind of a, a it's more of a modern concept and like when we i know we'll talk slavery a little bit and stuff but slavery actually i mean when that started out back in the days when you had like the egyptians and stuff like that i mean it was always people enslaved their own kind it wasn't like we'd go out and find some other race to enslave i mean the egyptians you had the egyptian kings and stuff they enslaved their own people the blacks enslaved their own people you know there's the romans and stuff they enslaved their own people so it's not that's not when you talk about slavery and stuff it's not primarily just you know white owned and blacks i mean that's a kind of a modern concept as well so i just want to kind of lay those ground things down and i would agree start. i mean that's not i mean i think that like you know 1970s type racism is the most recent i think that's one of the reasons why it's one of the most prominent ones to talk about is because that was and think about that, that was 40 years ago you know what i mean I mean, I had a, uh, I was talking to a guy today that was like, I remember when it was, when we had segregated bathrooms. I remember yeah. that that was like a thing and there's still like, yeah, so there's still generations that have that. Yeah. There's mind. still generations in, in our life. And breeding. That, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, 
I, I do agree though that this has been a and you know I don't think that the uh, that slavery and racism are always hand in hand. I think they've just been that way because of what's happened in America. Yeah, but that's not you know people weren't enslaving their own kind because they were racist against themselves. They were doing that because that was a socially acceptable thing to do to someone. Yeah, you it, know, and like I said, yeah, it goes back to when they separated them, you know, based on like religion, class, and stuff like that. Lower classes were the slaves to the higher classes. That's just the way it was. Yeah, it, it still is like that today. We have the corporate oh, masters, course, yeah. and then we're all the slaves to them. It's it's not quite the same, but it's it's pretty similar. They fill you with that false hope of uh, being able to break free, but they put it to where you incur so much debt you can't. We talked about this today. Yeah, this is like a broken record for me. I was going to say you're going to have to break down your economics thing on the thing. Oh, one thing. French physicist. <laughs> That's two <laughs> things. That's two <laughs> things, by the way. No, no. I'm going to point out. I found the fact. Right, I'm, I'm about to just take over the shit. French, you're talking way too French physician, <laughs> Francois Bernier. He's the first one who brought up race as a to compare to uh, supposed classes and stuff for humans. Classify them in 1684. There uh, we go. Okay. So that's a fact that you guys all what need to know that. Fact. Fucking French people. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn French. Douche. French fries and racism. That's what Boudoir, they started. Bourgeois <laughs> gentlemen. You bastard. Uh, okay. <laughs> so racism, it doesn't really make much sense to me why people are racist because, honestly, that's just how people are born. There's really nothing that they can do about it. It's just... that That's just how they are. They can't help it. It's just like homosexuals or male, female, whatever it is. You can't help it. You're born that way. I mean, even uh, like hermaphrodites, they can't help it. it. That's just how they're born. You know, they're, that's, they're genes. That's where they get it from. So to actually be prejudiced against somebody because of that is an absolutely absurd idea. But I also hold the idea that racism is a representation of the culture around you. So if you are in a predominantly racist area, the likeliness of you being brought up to be a racist is extremely high. We are victims to the culture that's around us. So it's more not just an individual thing. It's not just people being prejudiced against people. It's a cultural thing. It's a societal thing. And that goes across all mediums, whether it be radio, TV, movies. Like you said, Django, you know, it had just black people shooting white people the entire time. I haven't seen the movie, so I'm not sure. But that's just the way that you represent it. And even go so far as to, you know, like uh, in the, the last episode, that's right, I'm bringing that shit back. Uh, whenever TJ was talking about, you know, how homosexuals are being bamboozled now, it's like, yeah, you're accepted, but you're the funny guy in TV shows. You're the quirky, weird one or whatever. You know, so you're being typecast. And that resonates in people's minds. And the more and more they see that, the more and more it becomes just normal. And that goes for everybody, including myself. Uh, easy little things that you can do is just write down, you know, five words to describe a person. Uh, but purposely put in something that you find that you can attach to a specific uh, class, like elderly. Uh, I put forgetfulness. <laughs> that one I can most commonly associate with the elderly. Is it necessarily 100% true? Absolutely freaking not. Is it uh, something that I probably unconsciously discriminate against them? Maybe. You know, same with women. Uh, there, there was a I got this from a study, so... Uh, but in the study, uh, the, the word that was most commonly associated with women was weak. So Kristen, is that true? Are y'all weak typically? No. I'd whip your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I think it's funny that uh, they're associated with weak, but they're the ones that give childbirth. <laughs> Fuck that. I'd like to see any fucking man try and go through that shit. <laughs> it would hurt. No, thank you. I will pass. I'm, I'm, I'm good too. Actually, I've seen I've seen a childbirth and it was fucking crazy. I have too. And with blacks, it was like uh, they had uh, what did I say? It was funny. Funny and, and did I say poor? Yeah, yeah, poor. <laughs> funny and poor. Those were the. Two it was like it was a together. neck and neck race between those two. I don't even understand that. And, and these are coming from people that claim to have no racial prejudice, right? So. Or any kind of prejudice towards anybody, you know, people that consider themselves very open. Uh, so, regardless of how you feel, you yourself might have some kind of inclination to do it uh, just because of the culture that you're raised around. So, that's why it's very important that we change the culture itself. Because without doing that, if we let people have free speech to breed this hate, it's going to continue, plain and simple. So, yes, I am advocating <laughs> against free speech, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, that goes back to what we were talking about last week. Because you have to look at what's harmful to, to your society versus what's beneficial. And that is absolutely harmful. It's been shown. It's proven. It is harmful. But it's like, um, you know, we were talking about religion and stuff. Kid's born. He do not know anything about gods, Buddhist, Hindu. He doesn't know anything. That's, parents bring that on. Same thing you're saying with racism. I think I saw something where, you know, kids, they can start recognizing, like, the differences, you know, between them, themselves at, like... I don't know, I think it was like six to eight months or something. But they still don't, you know, they're not going to recognize it as, oh, you're black, you know. I mean, they'll see the differences physically, but they don't, it doesn't register. I mean, that's all through their, the families and the parents and the society that they're, you know, stuck with. Yeah, it also nice inhibits way. brain function, too. There was another study that I found that they took, uh, it was 160 black students and 160 white students. And they field them. They said that they were fielding them two different studies, but in fact, it was the same one. And uh, just judging their test scores. So when uh, the black and whites were faced with heavy prejudice against them, and then did their test, uh, blacks did a lot better. They were able to cope with the racism, the the explicit racism, uh, more than the whites were. The whites did poorly, severe. Like, it really hindered their test scores. But when it went to implicit or uh, ambiguous uh, racism or prejudice towards them, uh, the blacks did worse. And the whites just didn't really... It, their test scores were the same as if there was no prejudice whatsoever. So the whites don't even pick up on the subtle prejudice. But the blacks did, and it actually affected their brain more than explicit prejudice. So that's another thing to keep in mind is that even though you claim not to be a racist person, being raised in a culture that has racism rampant in it, you might be implicitly, not you know, accidentally being racist, and it is directly affecting somebody who's used to being persecuted. Because let's all face it, I mean, for the most part, if you're a minority in this country... If you're not in a secluded little area where it's all your people, you're you're gonna face prejudice. What do you mean by your people, Eric? <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, I don't think you do, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> you better explain yourself. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, the other thing I was gonna mention when it comes to uh, being prejudiced or discriminatory in a workplace, uh, I've taken a class on this before, and I was gonna say that uh, there are two schools of thought to that, and the first one sounds really nice. 
but it's not exactly true, and I'll explain why. But it was basically how, because uh, the first thing that we, you looked at in the economics of discrimination when you talk about money is why there's an earnings gap. Like, why is there an earnings gap between men and women? Are there gaps in between races? And all of those are true. Like, there's gaps, oh, in, hell yeah. there's gaps in income for every race, and there's gaps in income for male to female in yep. every race. Like, it, it's all... It's it's really strange how we've developed that, but even uh, if like the female or the minority has more credentials yeah. and is a better productive worker, well, if they have more credentials, they move up into class. Like if you're, uh, yeah, a but woman in that class, diploma, they're still yeah, they're still in yeah, If, if you're a female tier. doctor and you're compared to other male doctors, you get paid less. Yeah, which is weird. They make their own. It's a business, but whatever. Anyway, so it's crazy. It is so, cray cray. <clears throat> there there are two schools of thought. There's one that said it was is more of a producer theory. And then there was one that was a consumer theory. The producer theory to this was uh, kind of mathematically challenging, so stick with me because this is going to be kind of oh dry. God. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, this might be boring for you. Oh, Jesus Christ. They compare wage rates, and it would be like preferred group, not preferred group, and they set them equal to each other, right? So you've got wage of the white worker, wage of the black worker, they're equal. Now, if you're a prejudice, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go with like gas station owner, right? You own a gas station, you have two attendants. If you're a prejudice... There's only one way you're going to hire a black worker if you're prejudiced against black people, and that's if their wage is multiplied by a discrimination factor. And I understand that this is kind of hard, but you actually just make that up because it's kind of a subjective thing. How, how discriminatory are you mathematically? Like, how do you quantify, you know, how much of a racist you are? It's yeah. kind of what you have to do for that. But the more and more, you know, discriminatory you get, the less their wage has to be before you're indifferent to hiring them. In other words, they're equal. Like if, if, if you're paying the white worker $5, this worker has to be paid less before you're indifferent to the decision. And then they have to be paid less than that before you'll make that decision because it's smarter for you. That's the sad truth of that. Now, this theory says you'll never have discrimination long-term in the workplace because if you're willing to pay a premium on your wages, the people who aren't discriminating have to pay less for their labor. So they eventually push you out because they have more profits than you do, Right. Does that make sense? I feel like yes. I'm lecturing. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, <laughs> Sorry. On its very broad scale, yeah, it makes sense. But, and that's nice to think about. But that's not I'm what sure. happens. No, what happens is the opposite, and it's the consumer theory. The fact is, if you go and talk to some members of my family, they don't like the attendant at all, so they won't even shop at that store. So on the consumer side of things, if you're willing to pay a premium to get you know anything, a bottle of water from a white attendant because that's your preferred racial group, you won't go shop at the other store. And it doesn't matter if they're paying less for their wages. Yeah. They're not making sales. So the, the real sad truth of that is there will always be discrimination in the workforce as long as people are willing to pay a premium. And that's kind of my point that I would make about this kind of thing is if you're going to change the culture, that's part of the thing you need to change is stop having all these, you know, these tendencies to – Hang out with your certain – oh, I just hit the mic. <laughs> Hang out with your certain cliques and groups and your own race and just fucking be a good person. Maybe you should just be you know, nice to anybody that you come into contact with. Maybe that would and be – And companies it. do use that. Uh, I worked for a Fuck company. Yeah. I'm not going to name them on air. But uh, I got sent down to their headquarters, and we had this uh, like three-day-long little seminar where they talked about all kinds of different stuff, safety issues, legal issues, and all that stuff. And then they went into inclusion – and they pretty much told us that they want us to, as far as hiring, to emulate the surrounding culture. So if you were in an area that was predominantly white or whatever, you wanted to have more white servers. If you were in an area that was predominantly Latino, you wanted to have more Latinos. 
I mean, they weren't saying exactly don't hire blacks if you're predominantly in a white area, but they're saying that you want to have the majority of your staff because you want the people that are coming into the shop to feel comfortable. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's the exact opposite of what you're trying to accomplish. Like, you're trying to say that you're not racist, but by doing that, you completely and totally are being racist. There's something else that companies do that we've talked about. Um, I don't think we've ever talked about this on air, but it's... Pretty- and I also thought it was funny. Hold on one more point. Whenever we were doing these seminars, every single one was done by a white male until we got to the inclusion one, and it was done by an Indian woman. <laughs> I don't know if that's real life irony or just. <laughs> and I actually brought it up too. <laughs> Whenever she got done, I was like, "How do you feel being the only woman and the only minority in this uh, speaking in conference?" <laughs> then they fl- and you're talking about inclusion. After Go she fuck yourself. After she asked that, they flagged his you know his folder like mm, Eric Jones. <laughs> right. We need to get rid of this asshole. This guy is not enough. He's so, bringing up questions. How dare he? I, I definitely forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Threw you off. Yeah. I think we were going over corporations and how they are. Price discrimination. There we go. That's what it was. Do your, do your analogy you did when you were talking to us about it, about the gas stations. With the, the YGAT runs it. and the. I already did that. No, but you didn't. I, I th- you kind of half did it. I thought that was really good when you were saying that point about, you know, how much more did you pay? Like, if the white guy's only selling the bottle of water for 20 cents more, is that okay? Oh, well, that's the point is, you know, most consumers, when it comes to having an attendant like that, they're willing to pay premiums because it's in a preferred group. Yeah, so, I just wanted you to dumb it down because, let's face it, not of our audience is as smart as whoa, we are. Whoa, whoa. Wow. Did I, oh, that's... shit. Oh, shit. I thought my mic was muted. God damn it. I, All right, I so. completely disagree with you. I think our audience is very uh, intelligent. They are. They're all the very I appreciate every single one of them for we listening. We urge them to go and do their own research, They're too. all lovely. Yeah, I know. Freaking bastards. Like, we don't really want to look all this shit up. Just go do it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll set the basis, and you can come back with stats and tell us why we're right or wrong. Yeah. But uh, uh, for price discrimination, they, do, they don't really do this on race as much, but they do do this on, uh, like, social class or, like, uh, like... Maybe it's time to tell students that listen to this. Uh, movie theaters that let you have student discounts, they don't do that because they like you. They do that because they feel you're too poor to buy their tickets otherwise. Man, they're probably right. The they are right. Cost of yeah, yeah, they're right. It, it's, <laughs> it's a means of, of you know, filling a seat that is otherwise empty and not doing anything for you. That's why they discount stuff at restaurants. You know, We have this program where we worked that was a little reward program where they would comp your bill about 10% you know, every so often, and you had to accumulate enough money spent there before they would do it. Right, but it's a ten percent off type thing. They do that, and they target people to get into that program that would otherwise not come back. That's the whole point of that. Is they come here once for that special event? Well, let's try to get them in the door more often. And how do they do that? They price discriminate. What they're calling you when you buy those programs is poor. No, I but they do it under the guise a, of you're a VIP. Yeah, you're a VIP. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tell you that you're a VIP and that you're you a VIP. Which is even more annoying because what they make you do is for it's the our most frequent demanding flyer card. Yeah, for the most demanding of these people, you know, they get special treatment off that. But if they didn't get the special treatment, if we didn't do all those things, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't come, come in back. as often. Yeah. So you know, it's it's one thing that we've we've developed this society around you know actual racism and uh, discriminating just explicitly out in front. But every company that we've ever, and you know, obviously the Intellectual Savior podcast is an advocate for corporations because 
<laughs> That's what we've been saying the last, you know, three I or four months. I completely disagree with that statement. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I you know, know you are. If there's any corporations who want to sponsor us, please <laughs> yeah, let us know. Please let us know. I don't think any of we'll them. We'll give you air Well, actually, promise. you might be able to get some, like, mom and pop shops down in Austin. And, you know, all the hippies sure. down there. They I will sell love out us. so goddamn Dude, fast. I'll make your head that. swim. I should go down to Austin and just hand out business cards and T-shirts. Or just go across the seas, because apparently we're more popular across the seas than the we are The Intellectual Savior is sponsored by ExxonMobil. That's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a oh. fucking sellout. It'd be rid- I would be disgusted with us. I'm going to have just... them put a f- one of those goddamn fracking things right in my backyard. I wouldn't even care how much money they give us. I'll quit the show. Wow. Fuck that. Well, we can get by without him. So anyway. Um... <laughs> You're not funny at all. Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Who again. else would do the openings? We'll have Kristen, Kristen do it. She's got the hot voice. God damn it. Kristen with the hot voice. Or we get like the, the studio musician guy that just fills in for you. It's like the, the guy, he's like, I read one essay in my whole life, and it was how to say nothing in 500 words. I got that real deep voice. Good evening. Welcome to the intellectual saviors. And he can fucking go into his rant. Maybe, well, I don't know. That's a good idea. We'll have to think about that. We'll talk after the show, Bongs. Might have to get move Eric out the door. Do a, do a plan get B. Get the professional Eric, speaker. Do a plan B in case Eric bails. Look, I can I can switch up my voice if you want me to. I mean, <laughs> no, we love your voice, Dave. Different. Now you got the no. good. You got the I best. I can do deep. the real raspy voice. Now you got oh, the shit. good deep voice on the show. We, we need we need you. Kristen really likes this one. She does. So we've had old man Eric, and now we have like old man smoker Eric. She loves this voice. It's so hot. Get your Randy, doesn't it? Makes you feel all tingly in your naughty bits. Fucking Randy. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. It's making my twig and berries fucking pulsate. I'm pretty sure we were talking about racism, gentlemen. I'm pretty sure we need to focus. Sorry. Focus. I'm sorry. I got focus. really excited. I wanted to. I wanted to demonstrate my new voice. Focus. Sorry, David. You know how it goes sometimes. <laughs> I don't even remember where we were in the conversation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You were just wrapping up your economic discussion. Oh, it's just you know. Uh, you were going over price discrimination. Yeah, price discrimination. Yeah, yeah. That happens. Yeah. <laughs> That Good. shit's real. Google it. Cool that story, shit's real. Bro. So, next point. Kristen, do you have anything at all to add to this at all, ever? Mm-mm. God. Well, I mean, really, racism, uh, I mean, that, that is kind of our topic, but it does, like, wrap itself into uh, ageism and sexism and everything else. I mean, it's... Because most people that are racist are also some kind of They sexist. don't like anything that isn't and, their group. Yeah. Specifically. And even within their group, they have people that hate themselves because of the way they are. Just like you have people that were gro- grown up in sexist households and they are women and they are sexist against their own kind and <laughs> and will vote against women's rights and stuff. That happens a lot, too. That's the yeah, right. you, best can, you can abuse somebody so far that they are against themselves. I, You know, when I was in the military and stuff, I dated a black girl for a while. And I know we had these kind of talks and she would... Where and, and I'd hang out with her and some of the other guys and stuff, all, the, all black guys and stuff, and they would have that thing against the uh, like the darker skinned blacks versus light skinned blacks. They used to have like a little thing between them. I have, I I remember when I I have heard some school, of that stuff. When I was in high school, I remember that there were. Uh, it even goes with. Uh, it was in their intellectual circles, like the intellectual black circles were talking about how dark your skin was, and we were like, "What the fuck?" What yeah, they that do do that. They'll call they call the light skinned blacks high yellows. And I, and I can't remember the nickname for the darker ones. That's true. I'm not just making that shit no, up. <laughs> no, I, I've seen it in uh, you know the Mexican culture that we have around here. I've seen it too. But that dates back. Darker skinned Mexicans. Well, I was talking about the Egyptians. Treated trashier than lighter skinned Mexicans. And when I was talking about uh, like the Egyptians, the Egyptians used to do that. They said when the darker uh, Egyptians were in power that they called the lighter skinned ones the pale degraded race. 
And uh, when the lighter-skinned Egyptians were in power, they called the darker people the evil race of Ish. I don't know what, who Ish is. And the other guy was at Arvid. I think Ish was a god. I'm assuming Probably. so. Like a fucking million but they, I'm but, pretty sure. But they did that then, like depending on who was kind of in charge at the time. That's how they did their slavery and their ca- uh, caste system. I do want to reiterate a point that this is socially constructed. Uh, I had oh, somebody, absolutely. I've had somebody argue with me this week that it was a uh, human nature type thing to do, but it's not. Definitely and not. I'll, I'll give you a, a perfect example of why I think it's socially driven. Uh, there's this guy... 1930s, 1920s. Uh, his name was Hitler, and he uh, he didn't like a certain group of people, right? And he he pretty much hated this group of people, and uh, you know he kind of put them in like gas chambers, and uh, he slaughtered a lot of them, you know, with bullets. Gas now, chambers, was he able to do that because everybody was born that way to be like him? No, I think it was. Uh, oh, no, no. How do you do it? I think he just he gave a lot of rather compelling sounding speeches and he had a lot of charisma to his voice, but he drove an entire nation to wipe out a lot. And by the way, this is something else to think about because uh, there are a lot of backhanded ways to be racist, and one of them was a Stanford study. I think it was Stanford. Please God, don't quote me on this. <laughs> but it was it wasn't really about racism; it was about obedience because the whole point was the the scientist that was in charge, and I, I'm. Pretty sure it was a Stanford study. Um, but his whole experiment was no American would be like the Germans were and just follow orders. Because when they you know, brought up all these war crimes on people, like, why the fuck did you, you know, massacre yeah. and genocide an entire race of people? They said, I was just following orders. So his whole experiment was, okay, well, let's test obedience and let's just see if Americans are like that. Hell yeah. And... Let me tell you now. I don't now, even know the study, and I can already tell you. Oh, yeah. yes. You're talking about what they would... Here's the design that they had. You had a person in one room and a person in the other that was hooked up to what they thought was a bunch of shock machines, right? And it was... what They would, they would kind of lie to the uh, person they were doing the study on. They'd say, uh, every time they get a wrong answer, we're going to test the increasing levels of negative reinforcement on their test results, which meant that the more and more they answered wrong, they would shock the shit out of them more and with higher voltages. And then they would do things like this. The person in the other room would have different responses for each level of shock that they gave them. So like at the first one, it's like, ouch. Oh, not a big deal. You move it up. And then eventually when it got to the middle grade, it would be like, hey, I have heart problems. I can't handle this kind of shock at all. To where the point at the very far end of that, they wouldn't give any response as if they had died. So guess the rate of people that killed people or thought they killed people. Is that a percentage? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with 85. 69. You would go with 69. <laughs> Kristen, you want to take a gander? I'll go with 90. Uh, spoiler, I don't remember. But oh, I do know. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> what an asshole. I do remember that it was. <laughs> Why the hell would you even bring that up? <laughs> because I'm, I'm about to get to. It was around 60%. I don't remember <laughs> if it swung 69. up or down. But it was around 60%. So, Vince, you get a cookie after this. <laughs> But the point is, these people were pissed because, I mean, think about it, it's, there's a lot of factors that go into that, like, oh my God, oh my God, I just killed somebody, I'm in Stanford. But the thing is, the, when they would look to the researcher who was doing the study, and they're like, what the fuck do I do? He would say, the, re- the experiment requires that you continue. So they would shock uh. the shit out of people. <laughs> the point was, they're obedient to that. So, yep. you know, a part of changing our culture, and this is, I'm getting back to the racism part, part of changing our culture and changing the way that we think about things are people who are in charge and making sure that you're doing things appropriately at the top of the level. That could be parents to children. Yep. That could be your boss to you. Teachers. 
teachers are a big proponent to that. Politicians. Because, and yeah, and those guys are obviously doing a bang up job <laughs> about all of their morals. And Anybody such. who has kind of social media, us. Yeah, we have a responsibility <laughs> for that. I mean, don't we? Aren't we expected? And you know, if I were, if I'm a listener to us, I would expect. Sixty-five percent. My wife says it was sixty-five percent. Nice. I was, I was still close. Hey, Amy, why don't you get a fucking mic next time? God damn it, God. <laughs> don't so yell anyway, at your wife. I will yeah, not yell at her anymore. I'll take, I'll take a beating for that later. Don't worry. Good. So I'm pretty sure you will. Uh, I knew it was in the sixties, but you know, uh, you derailed me too. I forgot what the fuck I was gonna say, Amy. <laughs> Shit. You know, I saw a study kind of like that once. Uh, I think it was on Ghostbusters, where if the uh, guy didn't get the squiggly oh, okay, lines right, then they'd shock him. So. The uh, uh, the point I, I was making that. is, yes, you know, anytime, another that 80s movie anytime that you're in the uh, the position like that, you know, why don't you just be a moral person? That would be, that would be, you know, excellent and probably shocking at that point. That's shocking. Well, is that a pun? Yes. <laughs> we are kind of cultural uh, creatures, so we're we're kind of slaves to what kind of culture we grew up in. You can't escape it, but. Well, here's the deal, and it's this hard. is something for listeners. Because like, usually it's a brain pattern that's been imprinted. Yes, and it's really hard to get rid of. I agree, but here's the deal, and this is something that I would urge listeners for: if you see something that you find morally wrong, don't fucking just accept it. If there's enough of you that don't accept it, and you're like, "No, this is wrong," and you're not going to do it this way, I promise you, shit will change. Yeah, that's just the truth of that. And you know what it takes, though, especially in America, it takes a fucking black eye to get anybody to do anything. It, well, I mean, think about this: or way. twenty kids getting shot. I mean, think that still hasn't done anything. True. You know what I mean? We still haven't been like, you know what? Fuck politics. Put that aside. Let's do something about it. Well, think about slavery ended in the late 1800s, and we didn't have civil... Like, we're talking segregation stuff earlier. Civil rights legislation didn't go through until the 1960s. You're talking almost 100 years after the fact, but between when slaves were set free to between when they are actually given equal rights. I mean... So to speak, I mean, at least politically, I mean, we still are they really equal still? I mean, things no, take forever so. in this fucking country to get going, and that took a major movement. I mean, there was major moves. I mean, you had not just the Black Panther movement, but there's you had people of... getting mowed down with fucking water hoses from the fire department over that kind of shit. Like oh, how, like in how far away are we from that? We're forty years. Like I said, we're a generation away. You know what I mean? Now, I will think, I do think that the further away we get from that, the less and less this is going to be an issue. But damn, like, why does it have to take that damn long? Why do we have to be so culturally insensitive to that? And it's amazing to me to think, Eric is, Eric, you know, especially working in a restaurant, you know how sensitive people can be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. People are incredibly sensitive about every little thing possible, but they can be the biggest fucking douchebags about the larger scale issues yeah. like this. I hate Obama because he's black, but you gave me my steak medium when I ordered it medium rare. I fucking hate you. My steak was <laughs> my steak was uh, under portioned was the latest one that I had. That was like right after that was the day after uh, the uh, elementary school shooting this year. And I was like, I was already kind of pissed off about that. And I wasn't in a great mood. And then she said that and I wanted to just slap her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> fucking 20 children died yesterday but you know what let me get you a well, bigger fucking cut of steak to be completely honest there's more than that in children that die from famine every day a lot more so I would agree but and we don't really do we, talk about that shit how much at all. do we give a shit about those people in America I do I understand but I'm talking about people in power oh, no. you know why <laughs> they don't and the shit. sad truth of that is if we wanted to do they something care about, about number it one. we could but we don't because there's no money in it oh yeah hey this is going back to my money is evil yay <laughs> I'm just 
digging that in. I'm eventually going to get Boggs on this bandwagon. He doesn't want to go on it because he's an economist and everything. But eventually, he's going to come to the same conclusion that money is just a bad thing for humanity. He'll get there. He's Give just, it time, folks. Give he's it just time. shaking his head. He can go ahead and shake his time. I know it's. I've already planted the seed. It's, it's. I'm just waiting for it to sprout. It's still them loving money more <laughs> than trying to protect other people. And see, that's the the thing that I have a problem with. Yeah, that that's why we have most of the problems about, that we have dude, it's because not about, it's not profitable. It's not exactly why we not, have unemployment. Why we have homelessness? Why we have people well, you're dying of famine? Why you're we gonna have unemployment anyway. Why we have all this stuff? Well. You can if you get rid of money. No, you can't. Absolutely. There are going to be times oh when you're frictionally God. unemployed. That's not something The blacks are so pissed if, right if now no that money, we're talking about money and not them. If you have structural unemployment, that's not bad. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like saying, like, you know, if you're in the horsing industry, you never wanted the horsing industry to leave, so you just don't make automobiles? You don't make cars? I'm about to pull an Eric and fucking yell at you guys to get back on talk, <laughs> topic here. We're getting short you're on You're going to lose your shit? Getting, yeah, I'm going to lose my fucking shit up in here. We'll have to have another uh, we'll do show. We'll do a, like, Eric versus Boggs on money We'll do episode. A, <laughs> you know what? That's a great idea. Let's do a fucking show on that. We'll do, like, a debate. I'll fucking moderate you're gonna it. You're going to be, like, hardball, and you're going to be yelling at us? <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect! You fucking idiot! wrong the gentleman is correct in sitting <laughs> we'll do that sometime that'll be down the road though so we'll we'll let's promote something that we won't do for fucking three months yep yep here <laughs> we'll we go it. again that's what that's what here we loves. Go again. you know I, I pulled up some fun facts and stuff and i had i saw a couple of them this one's a good one this is how hard it is to be racist in this country since um the United States census started in 1790. The census uh, has always sorted people by race since uh, 1790. Uh, since then, they've had to change the, the racial groupings up 24 times. So it's real hard to be racist because you never know who you're supposed to be racist against because they keep changing the fucking groupings. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that. And um, in this country, and this is something that's pretty obvious. I think we all know this. Anytime there's like mixed kids, if he's half black, half white, he's always considered a black kid when they do like the breakdowns on the census and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they always do that, and they what they do how they call it. Um, they do the race by what is considered the less privileged group. That's how they they call it. Do you think that's fun? You're part that's of the actually, less privileged. Unfortunately, group, so though, that's actually true because most of the time, when you think about black families, they came out of slavery and they came out of generations that literally had nothing when they were here. So, and that, and here's the thing: is you know, a lot of racism is developed, especially now, on stereotypical things that they do or that we do or that Asians do or whatever. And stereotypes are typically built on, you know, experiences you've had that are slightly true. You know what I'm saying? So I get that, you know, and, and, and this is the thing I've, I've told uh, a lot of people, too, is, like, I'm not really particularly fond of trashy people. I, I hate having to deal, especially, like, in a restaurant setting, because they... They're typically the ones that are rude and that are, you know, pissed off at you the whole time. But there are plenty of people that don't follow that stereotype. And there are plenty of people that are just fucking people. And maybe you shouldn't approach them like that. And this stereotype will fucking go away. Well, yeah, I mean, the major difference is that if... And I, I hate it when people are like, oh, well, stereotypes are there because there is some kind of truth to it. But you can look at that and... That goes with any race. It doesn't matter which yes. one. Um, yes, that's true. Just because it's the the biggest one that I can come up with, and it's the one that's most relevant to me. But like, so at a restaurant or a bar, if a black person comes in late, everybody gets all, all up in a tizzy and is like, "Oh, freaking black people!" Blah blah blah. Or they call them Canadians in the industry. <laughs> Because they obviously can't use a, a racial slur, so 
they say Canadians. <laughs> Fucking Canadians, always coming in late, blah, 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 blah. But when a white person does it, they're just a piece of shit. How about Johnny Menzel? It has nothing to do with their race. We can talk about Johnny Menzel. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why is it a racial thing when it's a black person, but it's not a racial thing? It's just they're a piece of shit when they're a white person. Did I tell you about... Uh, That's kind of the mentality that I'm talking about. Is that yeah. it's You really have to look at exactly what it is. Because stereotypes are... I mean, we all have those quirks and stuff within our groups. That's just the way it is. But it becomes a racial thing in your mind and in the culture. Did you know that... If you allow it to breed, it's just going to continue to grow. Did you know that Johnny Menzel got into a lot of trouble when he was in high school with drunk driving and stuff? No. You know why? Because he's white. You know what they were saying at the time? Oh, he's just having fun. He's just getting out there and being a partier. That's just what people do, right? Yeah. What if a black student did that? What are they saying then? Oh, he is out of control. They say he's a he's Dallas a, cowboy. He's a thug. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably Jerry a Jerry Jones is writing him a paycheck. Yeah, no shit. Probably. Or he needs a babysitter, like they've said to Dez and yeah. stuff. You know, that's those small little things. A lot of those, especially you know, with like Josh Hamilton and the pro athlete. Uh, uh, babysitters i guess we'll say or the yeah. support group a lot of that shit comes about because of people being pissed off at whatever reason like oh my god you just let this player go all crazy and they're like responding to a media outcry yeah and Which there's is, there's a reverse to it as well oh yeah. you can you can push people so far that they think everybody's racist against them i've had that situation before where i was working at a another bar and I was in the service well. Anybody who doesn't know what the service well is, is where you make all the drinks for the restaurant. So you probably, you don't have a lot of guest interaction. You're not dealing with the guests at the bar. You're dealing with the service well only. So I was down there just doing my own thing. I saw a bar regular. So on my way over uh, to grab a glass, I said hi to them. and went back to my duties. And there was a black guy at the end of the bar. And he thought that I was racist because I didn't say hi to him. Even though this was a full bar, mind you. It wasn't just like him and some other guy. You know, it was a full bar. And I'm a racist because I didn't say hi to him. <laughs> yeah. So it goes the other way, too. It's the way you redheads are. Right. See how I did that? Are, uh, I, I, do like that. did that? I do like that. <laughs> I was going to keep that. I was going to keep, you know, the... Discriminating against her. Perpetuation there. <laughs> Fucking redheaded prick. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Ginger. Hey, did you, uh, right, how, Ginger. Many, how many beach vacations did you take this year, Eric? None. Oh, I wonder why. Is your skin a little light and fair? Dude, I'm German. I'm just going to end the show. I'm not liking the way this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Cue the music. (laughs) I think... You can just cue it. (laughs) I I know one thing. uh, We started kind of getting into this when it dropped off, but we were talking about, you know, the civil rights and stuff movement. And, you know, um, like this came up. We were talking about a show before about how, you know, they didn't have um, interracial marriage. Like in Virginia, that went to the Supreme Court to get a legalized... uh, marriage and that wasn't until i think it was 1967 uh loving versus virginia that made um interracial marriage legal um i know there's some states in the south that put it up and i found one thing it is like about alabama and alabama didn't have like on the books you know where it wasn't against the law even though they were still able to get married interracially and stuff up to this point until like 1998 it was still on the books and someone tried to get a referendum up to because they're going to remove it finally and to keep it on the books. And I think the vote was about 38% of people voted to keep it on the books, to keep interracial marriage wow. illegal. 
these are pretty neat. Uh, these are some numbers about like interracial marriage and stuff, just to show that you know a lot of society is starting to move on. You're seeing you know more inter- intermingling and stuff, and people are kind of putting some of that shit in the past. In 2008, they had a record number percentage of um, marriages, uh, interracial marriages. Uh, 14.6% of the marriages were. 9% were whites, 16% blacks, 26% Hispanics, and 31% Asians. The largest or the most common marriage between it was white men and Asian women. I thought that was interesting. I, I would have thought it would have been black men and white women because that's what I've seen more of. Yeah. But... um I thought that was pretty cool. Then here's the thing, though. If you haven't, like, Kristen, since you haven't gotten married yet, I guess this, well, I don't know. This might not pertain to you. But um, it, it they have the percentages of, like, the different mixes and, like, the divorce rates and stuff, and if you're going to stay together. Um, white uh, white wife, black husband marriages are tw- twice as likely to end a divorce as uh, white wife, white husband couples by their 10th year of marriage. However, black wife and white husband marriage are 44% less likely to divorce than white wife and white husband now by the 10th marriage. So there you go. So if you're, we need to bring up. So we should have married black women is what I'm saying. (laughs) We would have stayed with them probably if we would have married black women. Something we need to do with Mike is we need to give him just like a shit pile of paper to rattle off and see how many complete sentences he can do before he fucks up. (laughs) First of all, it's hard to read this shit because I got so much stuff scribbled down. I'm trying to look at it and I got the mic right here. So I'm seeing Mike like between my fucking eyes as I'm reading. This is weird. Am I writing between your eyes? It's very phallic. Like if you fuckers could see what I'm doing here. <laughs> I'm like, your... say I'm bumping my fucking head on the goddamn thing as I'm Funny trying to Funny story read this about stuff. that. We'll talk about it later. No, we're not going to talk about that later. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of had a little funny story. So I had a friend that, uh, I have a black friend, and um, this white girl that was with us, uh, she met his brother. And <laughs> she goes, wait, are you his brother or his brother? <laughs> Totally serious. Oh Completely serious. <laughs> I, I I didn't catch the beginning of this story, so I'm out of context. Uh, I think. Awesome. <laughs> Tell it again. Well, fuck off. You just have to listen <laughs> to the podcast. That's oh, a long no. fucking time. I feel like we've said so much, and yet we've said so little in this episode. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's coming points. to an end, too. We made good points. Did we? I don't know. I can't fucking remember. <laughs> Half the time I didn't get my fucking sentence out because you assholes interrupted me. We're gonna get we're gonna get a panel. We uh, did get you off kilter a lot. We're gonna get I a know. panel and we're gonna put together a panel of people and then we're gonna have like a real race discussion sometimes. So we'll do that. But until then, Mr. Eric. What? We're not done yet. We're not? Yeah, it's gonna go for a while. Oh my god. <laughs> this, this is gonna be awesome. This is what we're doing now. We're gonna run it out on the music. We're gonna run out with it. Dude, this song is badass. God Fuck damn it. it. Yeah. You guys are fucking with me. I thought as soon as the music started playing, it was me. It was like, hurry go. up real fast. Hurry, no, no, oh, we're no, gonna no. go. We and, time, uh, and it was real nice. But what'll end up happening is Eric will eventually be like, no, no, really, hurry up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the, here's the fucking, yeah. Yeah, here's, here's the, the ending. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a good one. You too. I love you all. Oh, I love you so much.